Hey, y'all, it's Brittany. And Eric. We are back again with a very special episode of our Quibi show, The Nod with Brittany and Eric. This week, we talk with writer and curator Kimberly Drew about her new book, This Is What I Know About Art. Journalist Antonia Hilton helps us take a deep look at the policy solutions the Biden campaign hopes will earn the support of Black voters. And Brittany has a three reasons why about the one and only Tiffany Pollard, a.k.a. New York, that you don't want to miss. That is all this week, y'all. We recorded today's episode on August 27th, just one day after one of the most historic moments in sports history, when professional athletes across the country, led by the Milwaukee Bucks, announced a strike from playing and practicing in the name of social justice. Things have been changing every minute since the players' announcement, but it felt important to address what was truly an unprecedented escalation in the fight for social justice. We hope you like it. This summer, athletes have taken the lead by using their platforms to stand up against police brutality. The WNBA has consistently protested throughout the year, with numerous players even sitting the season out. And on August 26, 2020, four years after Colin Kaepernick began his anthem protest, something historic happened. Athletes across the board striked and refused to play. Today, we're discussing our reactions to this incredible moment in sports. This is The Nod. On August 23rd, Jacob Blake was shot seven times in the back by police in Kenosha, Wisconsin. We're recording this episode on August 27, 2020, the day after the Milwaukee Bucks and players from the NBA, WNBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, Major League Soccer, and tennis champion Naomi Osaka all refused to play or practice in an unprecedented strike in response to the shooting of Jacob Blake. The NBA postponed the playoffs for two days, the first time that games have been postponed in this manner since Bill Russell led a strike in 1961. After a day of deliberation, players in the NBA agreed to resume playoff games pending further action. You were excited. I know you were excited for sports to return. Obviously, this season has been one of a kind and unprecedented in so many ways. I want to know, how do you feel now that the players are using their platform in this way? To be honest, I feel this very strange sense of excitement. I mean, it's a really tragic kind of set of circumstances, but I have been feeling conflicted after NBA games kind of came back. I have been motivated by occurrences like Kyrie Irving standing in solidarity with WNBA players saying like, oh, actually I'll pay your salary if you don't feel like you can play, whether it's you know a reaction to coronavirus or your desire to protest, I'll support yeah. you. Seeing LeBron, you know, kind of start almost every post-game interview you know, with a demand to arrest the cops that killed Breonna Taylor. That made me really happy. The same energy that we have on the floor is the same energy that we have towards having justice for Breonna Taylor. Even seeing the Black Lives Matter on jerseys and in the court kind of made me feel a little better. But I realized yesterday that this was the inspiration I had really been mm. waiting for. But now I'm wondering what comes next, of course. How are you reacting to everything? <laughs> you know I'm not like the world's biggest sports fan. I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am a fan of black women, and so seeing the WNBA protest uh, throughout this year, but especially this summer, that felt really significant. But still, I'm always hesitant 
to look to athletes during these like highly political moments, just because yeah. that is not the job that they set out to do. But um, you know, as I started to see people sharing statements, Ariel Atkins from the Washington Mystics. We're gonna say what we need to say, and people need to hear that. And if they don't support that, I'm fine with that. At the end of the day, I'm gonna make sure that my family's good in any way that I have to do. And if basketball's not it, God forbid, but that's what it is. Seeing Chris Webber's telecast. If not now, when? If not during a pandemic <laughs> and countless lives being lost, if not now, when? That wow. had me in tears. He was so lucid in that moment and so real. And also just seeing how so many other sports leagues joined them in protest. For, for this, it just continuously happened. I mean, it just shows um, just the hate in people's heart. The thing is, though, is that, you know, as we were starting to develop this episode today, so much has changed already in that, you know, the players of the NBA have agreed to return to, you know, playing the playoff season later this week. I don't think that all the progress is gone, but I'm wondering what what happens now, you know? I felt that same whiplash, you know, like I said, I felt like this was finally the type of inspiration and leadership that I've been like hoping to see from such a wide body of players, like mm -hmm. across leagues, across sports. Um, it was truly, it was beautiful. And I think now we need to do more. You know, I'm hoping that, that since this is now on the table, players can put more pressure on owners to actually work with the people they are most connected to. Some of the richest and most powerful people in this nation are in the speed dial of most NBA owners. Even in just a day, it feels effective. Part of, I think, resuming the season was the players putting pressure on the NBA to address the social unrest we've been dealing with all summer in some way. So they started a foundation that's dedicated to investing in black causes. They're giving hundreds of millions of dollars. They've given like, you know, the players some approved protest phrases that they can use and they can put Black Lives Matter on the courts and things like that. And what I liked about this moment is that the NBA players were like, that's what y'all usually do. <laughs> and that's actually still not enough. So I'm hoping that we can see some continued forward motion in that way. Something that I enjoyed in this moment was seeing the NBA take the WNBA's league. They have been holding it down all year, yeah, consistently pressing in so many ways. The thing is, is that WNBA players, they don't make as much money as NBA players do. They have really put their necks out there for social justice, speaking up about, you know, protecting black lives. And in many ways, it seems that in some ways that they have more to lose by doing it. So, you know, I, I am maybe two degrees below cautiously optimistic, <laughs> but that is a lot better than cynical, which is where I was before. One thing that gave me hope about just how powerful the players' actions were was this event. So when the Bucks were deliberating kind of what they were gonna do, in the locker room, they're still in the locker room, they demanded a call with the Lieutenant Governor of Wisconsin and the Attorney General, and they got it. Quickly, too. To me, that is massive. To understand that like, hey, if we don't go out there and play, you know, uh, it's gonna be a problem for you if they can capture that energy just keep that same energy. We could see some change. The first episode we released outside of the Quibi platform was to commemorate some of the lives lost at the beginning of the summer to police violence and the protests that continued afterward. 
And to look at the state of things today, there has been progress. This summer has brought a more unified voice for change than we've ever seen. And we hope that we will continue to see such strong stances against police brutality by everyone, no matter the size of their platform. Because things won't change until we all demand it. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's show. But now we wanna hear from you. How do you think professional athletes should be using their voice? Let us know. We are at The Nod Show on Twitter. That's our episode for today. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next time on a new episode of The Nod.